doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. Yes, we talk about life, we talk about liberty, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and we're showing the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. Hope everyone's having a good day, good week, wherever you are located at, and listening on the podcast platform of your choice. If that's Apple, Google, or Spotify, or Rumble. If this is your first time, please hit the subscribe button. It helps out more than you know. I hope everyone had a good week. Uh, Guys, to start off, the Super Bowl was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm, I'm not going to harp too much on the Super Bowl today. There were some things about the halftime show. Of course, as normal, you know, they have people that... Uh, didn't like how one of the rappers need and look, I don't know what his, I don't know if he came out with a public, uh, statement. That's how much I care about it. I have not really looked at it. I know there's a lot of people that, that think this is something, but, um, in the Christian world, a lot of people are looking at what's supernatural about it or what's, you know, what's, what, what's the, is is there something, a message invaded into the mess, uh, into the song? I, 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 you know, I just, um, I, I thought it was corny, in my personal opinion. But uh, you got you got old rappers and people trying to be hip and trying to get the new generation out. Part of the new generation, I'm not really involved in that. I don't I don't like that. But anyway, um, Cincinnati has lost the Super Bowl, guys. And look, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Had a great season. Uh, you know, when they picked up Matthew Stafford and they picked up all, uh, Von Miller and they picked up uh, all these great NFL players, you, it's either it, it, in their mind, it was go big or go home. And they they really went big. They had a lot of big names in that game, uh, especially Aaron Donald, one of the greatest defensive linemen in the game, uh, uh, in my humble opinion. I think uh, he should have got MVP, but Cooper Cup did his job, and uh, Cooper Cup, I believe, is a Bible-believing Christian. So, um, had some LSU, you know, uh, alumni in there. That was uh, Odell Beckham, and you know, number seventy-seven Whitworth. Um, so, you know, that's all I'm going to say about the Super Bowl. I know that a lot of my audience asks me why. Why do I? keep talking about the NFL. Well, I, I like football. I, I've grew up watching football. My dad introduced football to me when I was very, very young, a diehard Saints fan. And um, last week we talked about how the NFL apparently is racist, according to a lot of people. And I broke down a lot of things, but uh, this week we have uh, a couple of stories. I want to go ahead and touch on and give my opinion. But once again, if you're listening on Spotify, Rumble, Google, and Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, and Rumble, please hit the subscribe button. Um, it helps out more than you know. The numbers uh, are growing. This show has been growing. And look, to the people that have subscribed and have given, you know, given me your ear for the last year and so, I want to thank you. It's, a, it's an honor and a blessing. You are the greatest audience in the world. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I could not be here without you guys. And uh, we're upgrading here at BJS Studio, just not on the Cajun Conservative side, but on Brothers Just Searching. We're starting this, I think it's this week, we're going to be doing devotionals, a 15-minute uh, encouragement devotional, or so, around 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, and I, I got to be careful with that because if you remember, if you're here from the beginning, a lot of people remember me 
starting off by doing a 15-minute show a week. Uh, then it progressed to a little longer, a 30-minute, 35-minute. Then it went to an hour. So um, I, I learned very quickly in this business that <laughs> if you try, if you try to fit four stories in 15 minutes, is impossible. So I just go ahead and shoot the breeze and let's show, see what happens. But anyway, good, good to be with you here today as we're in the middle of February. So, all right, guys. So I want to go ahead and bring out some stories that this, this week, um, we have one big story with Hillary Clinton, but we're going to cover that into the next segment. I want to cover gun rights. That's right, folks. Gun rights have been attacked in America. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was two weeks now. I brought out some stories of how the nation is the crime wave is just way up under uh, under uh, Joe Biden. We have had the most crime rise in the nation. One of the reasons is that in 2020, there was a message being preached, defund the police. There was a message being being out there that was saying, hey, you know, the police are bad. The police are racist. They're only only attacking minority groups especially the black people. That's how the nation was told through mainstream media. We also had Senate candidate last week. I talked about uh, running ads saying that we're still in a Jim Crow era. We are still in um, post-Civil War um, antics. We, we're, we're still, we're still, everything that was before the Civil War, America's still there. And he even came to the point in his ad that I read. Now, people might have read it differently, but I read it, how he was saying that the founding fathers and this flag, if you watch it on Rumble, I'm pointing to the flag that's in my background, is racist. And it, it, it is homophobe. It is, this, this flag represents racism because when the American Foundation when America was founded, that, 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 that's all the founding fathers were worried about. They weren't worried about our Declaration of Independence and our, our freedom from Great Britain. And then our, they weren't worried about writing the Constitution that benefit everybody, which they did. But the nation has been, been, been in this message of police are bad. Racism is running rampant. And this is the third I guess you could say the third point that they've been bringing out that guns are bad. Um, the reason I brought up the police and stuff is because I brought out stories about defund the police and how crime is going up and how Joe Biden and um, uh, uh, the, the, the attorney general, um, Marin Garland, went to New York to meet uh, Mayor Adams and the governor of New York and this was their this was their thing. They were saying how look, it, it's not it's not our policies on defund the police that is rising the um the crime rate. It's not us spreading racism, which there isn't none, but we're, we're, we're spreading racism. No, it's not that. It, it it has to be something else. It has to be gun violence. It has to be that people, the Second Amendment people. Are these people that think that anybody can have a gun is causing the crime rate because it's the gun's fault, of course. Now, we've been hearing this argument for years that, 
we should go ahead and target gun manufacturers. We should go ahead and target people that make these evil guns because they are promoting violence. If a man has an AR-15 or an assault rifle, or when I worked in retail at a sporting goods store, we changed the, the company said, don't call it an AR, call it a modern sporting rifle. So we're going to use that term to, to not offend our friends on the left, which I don't really care because hopefully they can come to the side of the right. But the, the modern sporting rifle is, is an assault rifle. It is a, it's, it's a rifle targeting, it's a, it's a military weapon. So, so now, now that, they, they, and like I said, this has been happening a while, let's target the manufacturers. Well, the left got what they wanted. Tuesday, uh, the February 15th of 2022, news broke that remitting gun manufacturer was was settled with the family of Sandy Hook. This is from Fox News. Sandy Hook lawsuit gun manufacturer Remington reaches settlement with victims' family. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you this. Remington has been sold to the Freedom Group, which I found out this week is not a right-wing group. It is, not, it is not even a conservative group. It is a leftist group. Anyway, but let's go on. Remington, Remington, a gun manufacturer that designed the, the rifle Sandy Hook's elementary school shooter Adam Lazoon used to kill 26 victims in Connecticut in 2012, has agreed to pay $73 million in settlement to victims' family. The now bankrupt gun maker, which has initially offered families a $33 million settlement in July, also agreed to allow families to release documents that have obtained over the course of their lawsuit against Reming, showing how the manufacturing market the AR-15 style rifle on December 4th, 2012. So guys, now we're getting now now we're getting to what the left wants to do. Let's go ahead and blame gun manufacturers for the gun that the shooter decided to use in a mass shooting. I talked to a good friend of mine, which is a police officer, and we in a real, real knowledgeable about guns. I, I asked him about this. And he, he brought out a couple of key points, but one point he did bring out to me, and it, it was so right, and I agreed with him on it. This is a new standard, folks. These people that have bought out Remington and bought out other gun manufacturers in the United States of America have settled with the families of a mass shooting. So from now on, this is the new standard. If someone goes ahead into a school or a church or something of that nature and open fires and kills massive pe a lot of people, we can go ahead and blame the gun manufacturer because it's not the idiot behind the gun that's pointing it and pulling the trigger. I used an example the other day of if you put a nine millimeter Glock or any type of gun on my desk right now and, and you go ahead and you, you say, shoot, shoot my computer, shoot the camera that's right there, shoot something, the gun will not do anything. The only exam the only exemption that I can think of is that if the gun is ma is, is manufactured is malfunctioning, 
or something's wrong with the hammerhead or something's wrong with the trigger mechanism. But you go ahead and put a gun right here. It won't shoot nobody. A fully operated gun. No, no malfunction, no nothing. You can put it on a desk and it will not shoot nobody. It has to take the individual to pick up the gun and point it at somebody or point it at an object and shoot the individual or shoot the object that they're, they're at. They're, they're, they're targeting for. I go hunting. I have a shotgun. If I go in the woods and put it against a tree and tell the, tell the, the gun, hey, go, go, shoot, go shoot me some squirrel. Go shoot me a deer or something. And I'll just sit here and wait for you to bring it back. That I, I leave for four hours. I come back. Unless somebody steals it, the gun's going to stay right there. The gun ain't going to shoot nothing. So is it the gun's fault? No, it's not the gun's fault. But according to this article on Fox News and how this settlement came out, it's not how... It's not the gun's fault either, according to these people. No, it's the manufacturers. See, the manufacturers went ahead, and this is their this is the whole base of their lawsuit. That Remington shouldn't have settled, in my opinion. The whole, the whole, the whole lawsuit for the families of fam, uh, Sandy Hooks. And look, I pray for the families of uh, Sandy Hook. I remember when Sandy Hooks was there. I was working in a sporting goods retail store. When Sandy Hooks happened, I remember because I was part of the hunting and fishing department. And I remember when my manager came up to me and came up to my associates and said, listen, take all the AR-15s out of the, out of the store. Put them in the back. Put them in the safe. We don't care. Get them out of here. And then Barack Obama comes out and says, well, we're trying to go. We're going to go ahead and ban these certain firearms. I remember the sales went through the roof. But I remember Sandy Hooks. It was horrible. And I pray for these families for their loss of their loved ones. These 26 victims that this nut went ahead and shot up the school and took their lives. It took them way too soon, in my opinion. But it wasn't Remington's fault. But according to the lawsuit, the main part of the, uh, the lawsuit it's that they advertised it. So he, could, he, he thought when he saw the advertisement and he saw the, 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 the ads for this certain firearm that he used, it made him want to go into that school. They advertised this gun as an assault weapon. They advertised this gun as a self-defense weapon. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, like I said, that now Remington, I haven't looked at and see what Remington said that they settled because I think they have a lot of money problems. Because look now bankrupt, they I think they bankrupt right after this law this uh this settlement was settled. Excuse me as I get a taste of coffee out of my dynasty cup by the way. So I don't know. I don't think this, this is the whole heart of their lawsuit that the advertisement for this gun drove this individual to do this. No, it didn't. Like I said, this brings up a new standard. So every time, like I said, in the beginning of the segment, every time we have a mass shooting now, they're going to go ahead and blame the gun manufacturer. If that's the case, I want to hold that standard up to a few other things, by the way. And the first thing I thought about when I first read this was how stupid Remington was for settling this because that's going to show a lot of people if I go ahead and get shot, I can, I, I just don't have to, I don't have to sue the individual that shot the gun. 
I can sue the individual. I can sue the individual that marketed the gun or the corporation and make more money. So this is going to drive up a lot more lawsuits. But this is also, like I said, if we're going to hold this standard to this company, we need to hold it up to another standard for other companies. And like I said, my first thought was Budweiser. Now I don't drink beer. I advocate not to drink beer or drink any alcohol. But let's just go ahead and use this example. Let's go ahead and example that a man drinks too much Bud Light or Budweiser or Jack Daniels or rum or whatever, whatever, whatever your preference. Just think of it. A person goes ahead and drinks way too much alcohol. They get in a car and they hit somebody. So, the sta- so according to this standard, if we can, we, if we can go ahead and file a lawsuit and get money from a company that has manufactured a product that costs lives. When that person gets in a car and hits somebody and kills a family or kills one person, no matter the family can come back and sue that individual for making the decision to get into that car. And they could go ahead and sue Budweiser or whatever alcohol company is. Oh, that's ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Because the individual decided to drink too much. Oh, really? So all the ads for Budweiser and Bud Light and Course Light or whatever it is, showing people having a good time and people are never drunk. You notice on the commercial, nobody, nobody's drunk. Oh, and they're drinking responsibly. You see, they're promoting drinking responsibly. No, they're, they're showing people getting drunk at the beginning or whatever. I don't care. So if somebody that's a drunk driver hits, hits somebody else, that family can sue the alcohol company. Oh, Isaac, that's ridiculous. Really? Well, that's what they're doing with Remington right here. So if that standard for Remington can be put into place, why not? Why not for, why not for everybody else? What about the car manufacturer? Somebody hit somebody in a car. Oh, that, that, well, we got to arrest the person for operating the car, but it really wasn't the, it really wasn't the, the individual for, we're going to, we're going to, uh, sue the manufacturer because the manufacturer advertises that the Ford truck goes hundred miles an hour. And we want to see if it went hundred miles an hour. See, it's not the individual's fault. It's the truck's fault. It's the alcohol's fault. It's the gun's fault. No folks. It's the individual that has decided to shoot somebody or drink too much or get in a vehicle and go hundred miles an hour. Folks, we're living in a society today. That personal responsibility is a thing of the past. This, this, this lawsuit has helped the left so much fighting against gun rights, fighting against personal responsibility, and to rely on the government. And Remington, like I said, in my opinion, Remington should have never, ever went ahead and settled. They should have let this go to the court. They would have won because advertisement. That, that is a, I'll be right back after this short break. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative. And I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, 
We haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes is Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. How you doing, everyone? Welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. Let's go ahead and dive into the Clinton controversy this week. That's right, folks. Hillary Clinton is yet again in a scandal. But this time it's, um, it's pertaining to the 2016 election. If you remember, Hillary Clinton ran for president more than once and failed multiple times. But... As, as normal, the left lift is, lifts up Hillary Clinton. Now, if you remember back in 2016, the Democrats and, you know, it's kind of funny. They, they tell us we're conspiracy theorists and that uh, we don't know what we're talking about because um, we say that the 2020 election had some things that was not right or that they had some tw- uh, in 2020. There there was some Republicans and I. I'm going to be honest with you. I am one of them. I don't think 81 million Americans voted for Joe Biden. I think there was a lot of irregularities. Let's just say it like that. But uh, they call us conspiracies. Back in 2016, though, however, uh, Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party went ahead and said that Donald Trump um, colluded with Russia to win the 2016 election. And because of that, he was a legitimate president and that we should not honor him as the president of the United States. At that time, also Stacey Abrams said that she was stolen her election to Brian Kemp in the great state of Georgia. So it's kind of funny, guys. Uh, you know, I've, I've always brought this point out already, and I, I think it's time to bring it up again that it's good for the Democrats to go ahead and say, you know, there was fraud. We, there was irregularities. There, there was things that was not right. They're doing it now with the new election bill laws. As they come out, they come out and they say, "Well, the new voting laws uh, dictate it's, it's setting up the Republicans to win." We think this is a fraud. We think they're doing this to to win the election. But anyway, in 2016, Hillary Clinton said that she lost the election because of Donald Trump's collusion with Russia. We had Mueller a special counsel appointed to go ahead and look into this. And Mueller even said that Trump did not have any relationships with Russia. But in the meantime, they took out Michael Flynn and many other big names. They attacked the Trump kids, which this week, the Trump Trump and his kids, uh, somebody told me they bleed the fifth. I hope that is correct. They went in front. Um, they had to go in front of a judge or jury because of the crimes they committed in New York or wherever they, there's bunch, a bunch of blue states, are trying to get Donald Trump into jail. Basically, they're trying to they're trying to put a former president in jail because they don't want him to run again in 2024. That's the bottom line of this, folks. That that's the bottom line. But anyway, back to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton back in 2016, like I said, said, "Hey, I was stolen that election." Come to find out, though, that Hillary Clinton, to try to prove the Russia collusion before she even ran, before they even got into office. Uh, um, A news article came out last Sunday, the 13th of February. Clinton campaign paid to 
uh, not infrastructure, uh, inf in, in, um, they paid to go ahead and infiltrate, uh, like get in there and look at everything. Trump Tower White House service to link Trump to Russia, Durham said. John Durham is a special counsel appointed by Trump to find out what, how this started. If you remember when John Durham was appointed, John Durham was appointed to find out how this story came about. See, a lot of people believe that Donald Trump was, uh, was colluded with Russia because he paid some prostitutes to urinate on the bed that Barack Obama slept in. Not true. It was just a thought process, but the FBI agent, uh, director at the time, uh, went ahead and said, yeah, you know, they told Trump about it. It's made big news. And it led to this whole Russian collusion thing. Like I said, Robert Mueller, 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 I can't talk this morning. Robert Mueller went ahead and looked at all this. Now, John Durham found this, and this was supposed to be Robert Mueller's job was to find out how this started. When did it start? And is it true? So at least the question is, why did Robert Mueller, Mueller, did not go ahead and bring none of this out in his investigation. Why did Robert Mueller didn't go ahead and say, Hey, look, the we have some significant evidence that the Clinton campaign went ahead and spied on Donald Trump. I said, that is the big story of this week. Now to some people, not to everyone, 60 minutes, CBS, CNN, MSNBC downplayed the criticism by the Durham pro of the Russian investigation. Because, folks, this, 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 this really hurts MSNBC, CBS, and C, uh, CNN and all of them. Because if you remember in 2016, this was gospel. This was gospel to the Russian investigation. Robert Mueller was their St. Paul. He was being honored. He was, he was showing how Trump really went ahead and asked the Russians to, to go ahead and Show, um, spread false information and Russia colluded with Trump to put Trump in the White House because they really wanted Trump because they had something on Trump. If you look at the Ukraine situation right now, I think Russia's happy Trump is not in the White House because I promise you if Trump was in the White House, Russia wouldn't be doing what they're doing today. It's kind of funny though. Russia tries to do everything with the Democrats in office. Barack Obama with Crimea. Ukraine with Biden. You never see a Republican in there. Trump laid down the law. So and see that, that, that always bothered me. If the Russians really wanted Trump in there and was really helping Trump get in there, why didn't they help him this last time? And why didn't they, why didn't they do what they were doing now with Biden? Remember Biden said a while back that he was the one that they were afraid of. Anyway, but back to this though, um, they all downplayed this. Um, they, they avoided, uh, the media outlets, either the downplayed developments or just outright avoided them. But, uh, so John Dorm went ahead and filed, a, um, filed a lawsuit against a guy named Michael Sussman. Now, Michael Sussman was the lawyer, apparently, that hired the technology companies to go ahead and infiltrate the, the Trump Tower and the White House. He has since, on Thursday, asked, uh, asked the judge to dismiss 
the dismiss the case because the prosecution the prosecutioners are overreaching to try to find evidence. They're, what they're trying to say is, folks, this is all fake. This is all not real. Hillary Clinton has made a statement on Twitter, and her statement says Trump, Fox News, they're desperately spinning up a fake scandal. I don't know why she mentioned Fox News right there because if you remember, Fox News was on my bad side during the 2020 election because they were fitting the narrative of every mainstream media because Fox News at the time did not want Donald Trump as the president of the United States. I would have, I would have took her statement a little more if she would have said Newsmax because we know that Newsmax is a, excuse me, far right is, is a right leaning news organization. Now, Newsmax does better news than anyone else, but in my humble opinion, if she would have said Newsmax, I would have said, well, okay, you, you have an argument there. But Fox News, no, Fox News is looking all over the place. Now, Hillary Clinton went to this Democratic convention in New York, and when asked questions on this, she just went ahead and said, no, I'm not going to answer any questions. All she said was this was a, a, a fake conspiracy, a fake scandal dreamed up by Donald Trump and the person he put in there to go ahead and make her look bad. See, folks, it's about making Hillary Clinton look bad. Now, this shouldn't be a shock to America that she's in this type of scandal of spying on the Trump campaign because Hillary Clinton and the Clintons in general have more scandals under their belt than anybody else. Now, the GOP has backed up Donald Trump on this. GOP, oh, this is according to Breitbart. GOP rallies behind Donald Trump against biggest crime in U.S. history. Donald Trump has said this is the worst crime since Watergate. Now, uh, the uh, Sussman, the lawyers for uh, for Clinton's campaign at the time, are furious at Durham for exposing spying. He's mad because they exposed it. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, I, this does not surprise me that Hillary Clinton did this. It does not surprise me that Hillary Clinton went ahead and spied on Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been saying this for years. Donald Trump said they spied on his campaign. He said Barack Obama did it. He also said Hillary Clinton did it. But you know what the news media did? La, 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 with their hands in their ears. Or, or in their words, because Donald Trump did a, uh, um, a report on 60 Minutes one time, and 60, when he brought this out, the host of 60 Minutes, I can't remember the name at the moment, but the host of 60 Minutes said, oh, that is unverified. That is unverified. But let's go back to 2016 when they, all, when they went ahead and quoted the Russian collusion. That was not proven, but they preached that a gospel. Rachel Maddow from MSNBC was nightly on her television show, which she has some of the worst rankings in television. I probably got better rankings on this podcast and my Rumble channel than her. But she, for, for, for a whole year, said that this was gospel. That Trump colluded with Russia. And folks, they're doing the same thing right now. Donald Trump said in, on January 6th of 2021 that we should peacefully and patriotically make our voices heard. 
according to the mainstream media, all they heard was make your voices heard, and they say that Donald Trump was inciting violence and inciting a riot. Now they're now they're stretching like this. Uh, Sussman said that oh they need to they need to throw this out of case because the prosecutor is overreaching his bounds to trying to find evidence. Also, Sussman has been charged with lying to federal agents. And Sussman's still walking around. Poor Michael Flynn, when he was found out, he was arrested. Michael Flynn's career, his military career, and his political career went down the toilet because they said he lied to the FBI. But Michael Sussman, the lawyer for the killing campaign, is walking around free and, un- and not untouched. He's even, he's even, he even has the gall to go ahead and ask the judge to dismiss this case because John Durham is overreaching his power. Ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not even focusing on the hypocrisy of this, but reading through the lines, this is a big story. Because there's a lot of Republicans right now saying that if this happened, I think it was uh, Jim Jordan that said if they're spying on a sitting president or a president-elect, who else they're spying on? That is a big question. Now, to my knowledge, and he probably has wrote this, but I don't have no article on it. uh, Nine out of ten Biden don't see nothing wrong with this. Like I said, I haven't I haven't read any article or I haven't seen any article of Biden making a statement on this. But ladies and gentlemen, the, the Democrat Party would do anything to get in power. That's why I, I honestly think the reason Hillary Clinton spied on Donald Trump was to pick up dirt so she could go ahead and say it in the election. And they're using that as to say, look, he really did. Now. If Donald Trump did collude with Russia, which I do not believe he did, he should be held accountable. As I believe that if Hillary Clinton, if this is proven, if John Durham's investigation comes out and says, yes, she did spy on Donald Trump, she should be held accountable. Congress should go ahead and and say, call Hillary Clinton to the stand like they want to do with Donald Trump right now with the, with the, uh, with the January 6th commission. They should call Hillary Clinton into Congress, put her under oath, and let's see what she says under oath. See, it's easy to come out and say that, oh, they're lying. Oh, they're not telling the truth. Fox News is spinning up a false scandal and Trump's along with them. It's easy to say that when you're not under oath. You can lie under oath. You can lie to the American people. But... When you're on the oath, it's a whole different story. But we don't even know that because if Michael Schussman was on the oath with these federal agents and he's still getting away with it, uh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. This is this story has been on the news all week because this is this is a big story, guys. But it's kind of funny that men like Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity have been saying this for almost three years now, four years. Donald Trump himself has said that they were spying on his campaign. But like I said, the mainstream media didn't want. Now, this story right here, I read it earlier. Um, There's a few articles. Uh, Let's see where I could find those at. Um, Yeah, from Fox News, Dorm Probe. Media outlets avoid downplay latest developments implementing Clinton campaign. 
Fox News again on Monday of the 14th of 2022 of February. 60 Minutes, CNN, MSNBC, I quoted that earlier, downplayed criticism during probe of Russia in uh, collusion. Folks, the mainstream media is, is covering up this story. But see, if this was Robert Mueller, 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 I don't know why I'm saying Mueller, Mueller, Robert Mueller investigation on Russian collusion. Don't you remember if they found the slightest evidence or if they thought they found the slightest evidence that Trump colluded with Russia, it was breaking news, breaking news tonight. The Mueller investigation goes ahead and proves this. The Mueller investigation proves that. But John Durham goes ahead and says, hey, I have significant evidence that Hillary Clinton spied on Trump and his campaign. You hear, let me go ahead and show, you hear crickets. You hear crickets. It's not, it's not a big, it's not, it's, folks, this is in plain sight now. The mainstream media is not hiding anything. The mainstream media is not hiding nothing. They are showing we are partisan. We're going to protect the Democrat party and we're going to crush the Republican party. And we're going to make you sound bad. Cause ladies and gentlemen, this, this whole thing, this, this should look And if, if the media was not biased, this would be running on every news network. And Hillary Clinton's political agenda or political career would be over. It was over already, but it would be it would be confirmed that this is over. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why the media isn't trying to promote this. And this is why we need to continue with our our uh, alternate medias like Newsmax and um, Fox and all the, the more, more conservative news networks. Because if, the, if they ever get rid of Fox News, Newsmax, and podcasts like this, they can spread any lie they want. They can propagate anything they want. The reason back, like I said, though, the reason they're, they're trying to hide this is because a lot of people believe Hillary Clinton is probably going to run for the 2024 Democratic nomination. Because Joe Biden's poll numbers are down so much. So that I think I believe that's why they're trying to hide this. We'll just have to see what happens. But it, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Donald Trump is right. And just think, people, if if 81 million people did vote for Joe Biden, they voted him out, they voted for him. 81 million people voted for Joe Biden because of Donald Trump's mean tweets. Not because of his policies, but because of his mean tweets. I'll be right back after this short break. Cheers and good on you. My name is Scott Ford. I have a show on YouTube. It's the Scott Ford Show. Check me out on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe, ring that bell, and tell a friend. God bless. Enjoy your life. He paid it all. He paid it all for me. That lonesome walk to the hill. Of Calvary, they drove nails in his feet and hands. He paid it all. 
How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show today. So I want to go ahead and talk about Gary Chambers. Guys, don't you remember who Gary Chambers is? Um, so I brought out Gary Chambers last week and uh, talking about racism. You know, in the first segment, we talked about uh, defunding the police and why it brought out Remington and everything. And I talked about Gary Chambers at the beginning, but Gary Chambers is back in the news. Uh, so Gary Chambers apparently went on a podcast and he quoted that he is a big supporter of Louis Farragon. Louis Farragon is an extremist and anti-Semitic person, but a legendary, a leading Democrat Senate candidate running to challenge Senator John Kennedy, who I am voting for, by the way. I announced that the other day. And if you're in the great state of Louisiana, please vote for John Kennedy. Um, if you like, uh, if anything, vote for him for his one-liners. Funny. I love him. Anyway, uh, appeared on a podcast and he said he has support. He, he praised Farragon in a minute of being a longtime supporter. So guys, <laughs> man says America's racist. Even the foundation of the world, even the foundation of America is racist. And that we should give pot to everybody. And also, because, uh, not because, it, 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 you know, we need to make it legal because it's good. No, because more black people get arrested because of smoking pot than anybody else. <sighs> Says he like Louis Farrakhan. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about Gary Chambers. But, of course, I have to say this. And Mr. Gary Chambers wants to come in a Cajun conservative and challenge his views and, and challenge me or talk to me about his political views. He's more than welcome. I would ask him why you support Louis Farragon. That, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, let's uh, let's continue. All right, so I want to go ahead and talk about a few things. Um, one, the Daily Caller says Democrats block bipartisan bill banning funding for crack pipes and drug paraphernalia. Uh-oh. Now, now this goes back to the story of um <laughs> of uh last week uh how Joe Biden went ahead and. I think it was like uh, maybe 33 or 3 million, somewhere around there. Um, Joe Biden went ahead and sent these smoking kits or whatever, these kits, whatever, and it had a crack pipe in it. And we talked about that a little bit last week, but uh, apparently the, the Republican Party, or uh, let's go see. Let's go ahead and see right here. Yeah, Democrats, um, Democrat Vermont Patrick Leahy blocked a vote on bill introduced by Republican Florida Senator Marco Rubio that would prohibit the fund federal government from funding drug paraphernalia distribution. Um, let's see. Iowa Rubio noted that the HHH confirmed in a letter Republican Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn that the safe smoking kit would include mouthpiece. Mouthpiece isn't. Uh, but anyway, no. So, so this was a big, this was a big story. Um, on that note, it was, it was a big story. Uh, the, they had a bipartisan group trying to block this and it didn't, it didn't happen. Um, but uh, now folks, that, that, it raises the question though. Why, why, tr why block this, that, that they, they, people couldn't get crack pipes and, drug paraphernalia. Uh, I'm trying to speak big language here and I'm a Cajun. Um, it's because of what Joe Biden did, basically. Joe Biden went ahead and funded this uh, this thing and 
Look at look at it now. Look at it. Look, I never to be honest with you folks, I never thought I'll see a president uh in this much turmoil of our crack pipe. Uh I just never thought I'll hear the words, "Hey, a president pay, uh, the president is giving money or giving kits, giving money for kits that include a crack pipe." So drug dealers they say, "Hey, I don't want to do it no more, but I got a free crack pipe from the president of the United States." Uh, also, I'm going to be honest with you. If you have, if you, uh, follow Scott Ford, I got a notification the other day. Um, we, we have a group and if you want to be, if you're on Facebook, go check us out. Uh, the, uh, conservative Avengers page. And it got me, Scott Ford, Nate Savage, all of us on there. And we share our news stories and stuff that we got. And, um, I got a notification because I'm the administrator, excuse me, of the page. And, it showed that there was false information in Scott Ford's latest rumble video. And Scott, um, Scott was just basically saying how crack pipes are okay, but ivermectin is banned. And on the note, on, 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 the, on the false information tab, Biden did not supply crack pipes. It was a smoking kit or whatever it is. Well, the thing of it is, they, they they forgot to mention that the crack pipe was involved with that. That now I don't think Joe Joe Biden woke up and said, "Hey, I'm going to supply crack pipes to everybody." But why was in there and why he said do it? So I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, and to be honest with you guys, this segment is um is stories that I've seen. I have in my notes that I I, I want to just bring out to everybody. I really don't have a a particular subject on this. So that's my disclaimer. On Friday, the 18th of uh, February, communist China is reportedly rewriting the Bible and calling Jesus a sinner. But that's not all. That's according to CBN News. Uh, so apparently the Chinese government does not like the Bible. They're communists. They don't like God's word. So they went ahead and they said, hey, we're going to make a communist version version of the Bible. And it says Jesus is a sinner and all that. So, and look, guys, hey, you know what? This is the people that Joe Biden wants to work with. These are the people that Joe Biden wants to go ahead and shake arms with. This is the people that Joe Biden wants to go ahead and make our friends. But we are a country that is based on laws. We are a country that's based on laws that were formed from the Bible. So... Why, why, why do this? Because folks, the word of God gives freedom. I am a Bible believing Holy ghost filled Christian. And I, I just, I, you know, when I read the word of God, when I read the Bible, when I, when I, when I immerse myself into God's word, I'm very encouraged. Um, sometimes even the Bible convicts. I remember a while back I was in my dump truck and I was waiting on a crew to come and load me up with, um, some dirt or what, uh, I think it was digging ditches at the time. I'm not sure. And I started reading my Bible and I was, do uh, I wasn't doing it. You know, I was angry about something and I was just, it was wrong for me to be angry. I'm going to admit it. So I was being, I was angry and I started reading the Bible and the Lord started saying, you know, you have to have a righteous anger. Any other anger is wrong or sin. The Lord convicted me. It was like me looking into a mirror. 
And see, the Communist Party is anti-God and anti-religion and anti... And they don't want to feel that conviction. See, the Chinese government, if they would read their, the correct Bible, would feel convicted and come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And they don't want that. They want to control people. That's another thing, folks. If you look at, if you look at the Chinese government... They're trying to stop people from having their freedoms. You can only have two children. You can only, and if it's, you got to be a boy and a girl. If it's not a boy and a girl, it's automatic abortion. Um, you you cannot. You don't have the freedom of speech. If you work in the media, you can't be too manly. You can't. There's a. They 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 try to control people. And the word of God does this. It gives you liberty. The Bible says, "Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." So see, if you're a Bible-believing Christian and you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you are set free from the law of sin and death. You are set free from bondage. You are set free from all that. So the Chinese government don't want that. So, hey, they're going to tell Christians, hey, you can have a Bible, but it got to have our stamp of approval. And it's calling Jesus a sinner and many other things that is not right in God's word. Please keep our brothers and sisters in the Lord in China in your prayers. Because, folks, look, and look, this ain't the first time the Bible has been attacked like this. A while back, the LGBTQ community came out with their own Bible. And the, the scriptures that come, uh, that, that, that teach against the LGBTQ community was taken out or translated something different. They must not have read in Revelations where God said, okay, if you take out or you you put into this word, you're going to go ahead and face the same judgment as was written in the book of revelations. So ladies and gentlemen, that's they're They're adding and they're taking away. I hate to see them in the face of judgment. Now this is what's good about the Lord though. He's a gracious God. And if they ask him for forgiveness, he would give it to them. But the Chinese government trying to bondage people and put them in bondage is a, um, it's sad. They're, they're, they're trying to keep they're, they're trying to keep their hold on the people. All right, guys. So I want to go ahead and bring out something uh, this week was um, was a year ago. Now I'm filming. Uh, it's, I think it's the 19th. Yeah, it's February 19th today. And a lot of people say, well, Isaac, what's the big deal on now? That's the time of the recording. I know you'll be listening later on in the week uh, on Monday when the episode drops or it'll be Monday when you're listening or after. But we had a, um, we had an icon one year anniversary. Um, Rush Limbaugh passed away on February 17th. Just not Rush Limbaugh though. Also Carmen, the trailblazing music artist that was big in the Christian community um, passed away February 16th. So this week they went ahead and um, a lot of people get paying tributes to them. If you remember on February 17th, I had a special episode that came out. And uh, this will happen. I was home. If I'm not mistaken, I think um, it was raining or something like that. And uh, bad weather here in the state of Louisiana. As a dump truck driver, you can't drive in nasty weather. You really can't do hardly nothing in weather. The, the company that we work for, I worked for at the time, and the company I'm working for now, you you can't really, you really can't go out and do too much work. So, um, on both days, I was home. I got the phone call saying, "Look, uh, 
Carmen died. I was like, man, that, that's messed up. Carmen passed away. I grew up listening to Carmen's music. And Carmen, uh, Carmen wasn't your normal author or artist, by the way, because uh, a lot a lot of Christians now like to the uh, like the the gospel, name it, claim it. And Carmen wasn't that way. Carmen also believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and operating into the Holy Spirit. If you're a Bible believing Christian, you know what I'm talking about. Well, some of I have some uh, some people probably don't know or they they say it's not for the day, but that that's a whole conversation for another time. But Carmen believed that way, and Carmen was a different artist than uh than than any than a lot of his peers before him and after him. Uh, Carmen had some great music. So Carmen passed away and I was like, man, that's, that's messed up. And, you know, but the next day we get the, uh, the word and I, I was home. So I wasn't listening to the start of the program, but when I, when the news broke, I went back and listened to it. Uh, Rush Limbaugh's wife, Miss Kathy Limbaugh, uh, went ahead on the air and said, uh, Rush had passed away and had that rush, you know, was, he was taken from us and he was, you know, it was just, it was just a sad day, and I came out and do a special tribute episode, and I did ask a question on that episode, and it still rings in my ears, uh, because you know Rush Limbaugh was a figure, a big figure in the talk radio show uh, universe. A lot of people look, even this show. If you listen to a lot of this show, you um, you you would hear that I have a Rush Limbaugh influenced me in a lot of ways. Um, I was hearing a, a young conservative, uh, his, his podcast, and I never met him, uh, GOP Josh from the, the Conservative Crusader podcast. I never met him, but I, if you hear him talk at a young man, I think he's 14, 15 years old, you hear this young man talk, you can tell he listens to a lot of the Daily Wire, especially Ben Soprano. Soprano. Um, because the way he talks, he talks just like him. And I remember starting this podcast. I wanted to be a more of a more more talk, and a lot of people, especially early when I, when Rush was alive, and I'll hear Rush, I would try to. Um, and now I got my own little style, but you always got to, but you always have an influence, and I try to influence the way I talk, like Rush Limbaugh does, or Munga Fawn does, uh, talk show host in um, in Lafayette, Louisiana. Because that, those are the people I grew up on. Those are the people that I listen to the most. And that, that this Rush has influenced a lot of people in a lot of radio programs. And that's I've, I've, my influence is Rush Limbaugh. And to hear him pass away, it was, it, was a big, it was a big thing. But when he first diagnosed his cancer, I always thought about who would be the next great voice. And I even asked that on that episode. It was a 15-minute episode, a special episode, a bonus episode. And I... I asked that question. All right, Rush Limbaugh has passed on, unfortunately. Who's going to be the next radio talk show host that's going to go ahead and carry that legacy or carry that standard of conservatism as Rush Limbaugh did? Now, look, a lot of people didn't like Rush Limbaugh. I remember the day he died, the mean tweets that came out from the left. It's kind of funny. When someone from the left dies... The conservative right has to stop and pay their respects. This this man or woman has died. So you need to pay your respects to them. So please don't bash them. Don't say they did bad. Don't do nothing like that. I remember when um uh Edwin Edwards passed away here in Louisiana. And Edwin Edwards had a 
A lot of people liked Edwin Edwards, but a lot of people talked against Edwin Edwards' politics. And when he died, it was like that in the state of Louisiana. He was a Democrat, and all the Democrats, please don't talk about bad about Edwin Edwards. Because this man has died. we got to give his family time to agree. We can talk about it later, but not now. But see, that's a Democrat. Now, when Rush died, oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. I, I never seen... You thought that utopia came down from heaven when Rush Limbaugh passed on. And it was sad. It was really sad. Instead of talking about his accomplishments, because look, he left all right. Rush Limbaugh did something that a lot of people can't do. A lot of people couldn't do. He saved AM and FM radio. People started listening more to the radio because of Rush Limbaugh. And also Rush Limbaugh brought out an alternate media output. Because you remember when Rush Limbaugh got in there, when Rush Limbaugh started his radio, national surrogate radio station uh, show, um, it was in the time of Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, look, <laughs> Bill Clinton, if he, if he had anything to be credited on, he helped Rush Limbaugh because, he, because of his stupid policies. Rush Limbaugh could criticize him like we're doing right now with Joe Biden and any other politician that goes ahead and says one thing and does another. But as I said, Rush Limbaugh has been gone a year and I'm still waiting to see who's that next voice of conservative radio. I'm, I'm Look, and look, I hear tons of podcasts, guys. I got friends. I got colleagues that are in this business of podcasting. We all hear the same people. We hear Dan Bongino. We hear Michael Knowles. We hear Matt Walsh. We hear uh, Ben Soprano. We, we, we hear all, we hear all these people. And look, Dan Bongino took the spot of Rush Limbaugh, his time slot, which isn't wrong. It was, you know, somebody had to do it, but I don't see Dan Bongino being the next great voice of conservative radio. Nothing against Dan Bongino. I like Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino is real smart. He's real intelligent. He, he, he knows what's going on. I love listening to Dan Bongino. I love listening to all the daily wire people. I love, I like listening to all these radio talk show hosts, except Guy Benson. I'm so happy that their local radio station didn't don't have them no more. But I, and I just don't, I don't see that yet. And my question would be, who's going to, who's going to get the talent on loan from God next? Like I said, just a year out folks, but, and look, there's some topics, especially with the Hillary, I just talked about the Hillary Clinton scandal of spying on Donald Trump. I would have loved to hear what Russia's thoughts were on that. But look, we can't dwell in the past. Unfortunately, Rush has went into eternity. We need to be the next generation to step up now, though. Because remember, Rush was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was only 30-some years old when he got into this business. We need to be the next generation to rise up on conservatism. All those people, look, I'm talking, I'm talking about the big names, Dan Bongino and everybody from the Daily Wire and all these podcasters out there. To keep Russia's legacy alive, we need to voice our opinions. We need to voice the way of Republicans and conservatives. Even when the Re Republicans and the conservatives mess up, do like Rush did. Don't care. Call them out. And that's what we need to do, folks. This, this is how we keep Russia's legacy alive. This is how I keep Russia's legacy alive. By doing what he did. And trying to bring out the information he would have. I'm not Rush Limbaugh. I, God forbid I will even compare myself to that man of a trailblazer of conservative radio. But we need to remember him. 
One year already. Where time has gone. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative Show again. Hit that subscribe button on Apple, Ru- Apple, Google, Spotify, and Rumble. Go check me out on Facebook, the Cajun Conservative Show. Also, go check out my website, thecajunconservativeshow.wordpress.com. Until next week, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is on the throne. He's coming back. So don't be faint of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. Until next week, bye-bye. <laughs>